What's going on, guys? Welcome back to At The Pump. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. We're here to have some fun. It's going to be a little bit unique uh, because we're going to spend the next uh, 20 minutes or so kind of embarrassing me. We're going to go over all the cars, the good, the bad, the ugly that I've owned over the years. And uh, I'm not really proud of the amount that I've had. There's some really good ones. There's some really bad ones. And unfortunately, this guy has had more vehicles since I've known him than girlfriends. So <laughs> well, yeah. without further ado, we'll start. The first car you had that I know of right when you got your license was a 2005 F-150. Yeah. That was set up like a pro street truck, kind of if they made a Ford Lightning in that year. That's kind of what it would have looked Absolutely. like. Absolutely. So that was like the newer body style. It was a two-door silver truck that had the 5.4 liter in it. It was awesome. It, it was far from stock and the fact that, I mean, it had hood, grills, body kit, lowered, um, 22 inch wheels, uh, you know, looked really flush nice. bumper in the rear, yeah. some motor work done to it. It was awesome. in, in two door trucks back in the day were cool. I mean, that was the thing. I don't think two door trucks are, 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 I think they're a thing in the past. Yeah, I would agree. You know, but it was, uh, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. So, so from there we go to a Mustang GT jumped into a Mustang GT. It was a 2007 black, uh, GT CS, the California special, my first manual car. And, uh, just, it was awesome. I learned how to drive in that car in a parking lot with my dad. We spent just a couple hours doing that, you know, burning some clutch here and there, yeah, maybe right. burning some tires on accident, right. but, um, it was, it was fun. So I had that car, uh, you know, lowered wheels. That was the car that really kind of got me hooked on, on the driving aspect yeah. of, of cars. Right. So it Definitely. was, it was a lot of fun from there. Pontiac G eight GT. Yes. Yeah. Such a good car. Uh, I love that car. You know, at the time I wanted another V eight, but I wanted to have more room. I, I, the, the coupe was cool, but it's two people. That's it. Right. And the G eight, God, I love that car when it came out because there's really nothing that was a, a, a fun sports car, eight cylinder a, sedan. A V eight sedan in that time, you were looking at like Beamer or Mercedes or some type yeah. of Audi. Yeah. Uh, the American sedans, in my opinion, in that era were kind of junk. Yeah. As far as like a sports sedan goes. So You're that was right. That was a good platform. That was that was cool. It was a it was a G eight GT. Um, had the 6.0 liter. I love that car. I would have another one of this day. I think they only made it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, the sought after one that I'd probably look at now is the G8 GXP, which was the 6.2 liter and the six speed. So to have a six speed yeah. and a big boy sedan yeah. would be sick. I'd love that, to have that. That's the bad man. I would pajama. choose that over a new charger. Oh yeah. Scat pack. I mean, yeah, I know it's faster, but there's something about that G8. That was just a cool car. Pontiac yeah. did that car right from the G8 GT big body V8, you go to a Subaru WRX hatchback. I, I did. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I came, I drove back from college, uh, for I think Thanksgiving. We broke him into tuner culture. You, you everybody. Did, you did. You did. <laughs> and that was the car that really set me off. Like it was, uh, I loved it. So I wanted something a little bit different maybe a little more nimble. Um, just to try a different platform. Yeah. Walked into the Subaru dealer looking for an STI, but it was just so far out of my budget at that time. Yeah. This was back, I think 2012 to 14. It was a World Rally Blue uh, hatchback. Nice. And it was sick. It was on the showroom floor. It was a five-speed. Nice. I love that car. And that got me hooked on, you know, I put the loudest exhaust I could find at the time. That's just young Pat for you. But um, it was it was a Jim Connor Crawford exhaust that was unbelievably loud. Nice it, rumble. Yeah. yeah you, you hear in the Subaru rumble, it was yeah. like 
it was cool. I really liked that car. Other than that, it was pretty stock, but that was, in my mind, one of the better Subarus that was made. Yeah, definitely. From there, you go to a Volkswagen CC Redline. Uh, like R-Line, sub- yeah, yeah. Or R-Line, I, I did, me. yeah. So I went to the R-Line. It was maybe a time of my life. I was growing up a little bit, had the little blue rice rocket that was louder than heck. And, you know, at the time I was working and, and just pulling up to work and, uh, you know, all the members and everything just didn't want to be that guy. Right. So I thought maybe I'm going to adult a little bit, mm-hmm. a young pet adulting and growing up. So I got a CC R-Line and it was, it was a great car. It was fairly numb over, over, you know, driving feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was, but it was like a super luxury sedan and I really liked it. I really did. It was like. It was super comfortable. It was a good looking car, mm-hmm. had all the right stuff on it. It was a 2.0 turbo. I wasn't buying it for, for speed or performance. Yeah. Right. Um, and partly I think that's the reason why I didn't keep it too long. Um, enjoyed it for what it was, but I think that that wore off a little bit and then jumped right back into the Ma- tuner stuff. Mazda speed three. Yeah. I had hot a hatch. I had a Mazda speed three. I was actually looking for another WRX, like the blue one that I had, cause I did miss that car. Um, but stumbled across a good deal on a Mazda Speed 3. And, and that car wasn't really even considered – it wasn't the Subaru or the Evo. Let's, let's right. be real, right? It was a four-cylinder turbo front-wheel drive car. Um, it was it was actually a lot of fun. I spent – that was the car that I probably spent most track time on uh, outside of some oh, of the wow. Miatas that I had. Was It was you know a ton of autocross events, a ton of open track days, um, HPD, stuff like that. You know, it was – it was cool. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't the best platform to be doing stuff like that. Um, ton of torque steer. Had a hard time putting the power to the ground. I probably had a little too much power on that car. It was a stage two car. Fun mm. to drive. It ripped. But it wasn't the best platform from a race car standpoint. But again, I wasn't building a race car. But yeah. it was it was fun. Wasn't a Subaru, though. From there, you go to a Hyundai Genesis yeah. track or the, the 3.8 coupe. I did. I jumped into it. Hyundai was never even on the map. At all. I mean, their cars were, were pretty bad up yeah. until that car. And that I think was the, like the moment that Hyundai started getting into the tuner culture because that became a very popular car and you still see them at car shows today. Yeah. No, um, that's a great platform. Manual, good power out of yep. the V6 for the size and stuff. It looked good. It was Brembo's kind of super wide hips in the rear. Good. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the car. It, the one thing that it lacked was just the interior quality and the features sure. was, was just very Hyundai at the time. Yeah. Um, and coincidentally, I actually bought that car at our, uh, um, Penske Jag Land Rover store, you know, now knowing that I've worked for the company. So, but traded in there. I really enjoyed that car for a little bit, but moved on. Nice. From that, you go back to a Subaru. This one's the sedan newer body style. Yep. That was right one. when that new sedan came out in 2015. I bought a white one from a Subaru store here in Arizona and, uh, I, I liked it, but it wasn't the car that the previous generation I had was, in my opinion, just, mm-hmm. it was, it was nice. It was fun. Um, but I, I kept it for probably close to a year, which is a long time for me. Yeah, definitely. So out of that, probably the up till now, I think the uh, best car on the list, classic benchmark for performance, BMW M3. Yeah. So had, had a, I was working for BMW at the time. And this is right when the F80 body style came out, where they went away from the eight cylinder. So weird. Yeah, it was it was a cool car, right? I mean, it was sick. So I we had such a good in, in program for BMW employees mm-hmm. that I ended up ordering the car exactly how I wanted it from the BMW factory 
you know, took three months to get here. Pretty base build. I, I did go DCT instead of the manual. I felt that suited the car. That was my only car at the time. Um, right. So it was one of my favorite cars to date. Um, I really enjoyed it. Had it for about a year and uh, it was sick. I, I, I would strongly consider having another one. Hopefully we don't repeat any of these steps going from the BMW to a yeah. um, Fiat 500 Abarth. This is not public knowledge for a lot of people. Even my closest friends, Brian, didn't even know this. Um, but you know what? We're, we're about transparency here, so let's talk about it. But, uh, you know, things change, right? Uh, life changes, um, different scenarios, different focuses sure. on the whether your family, what you're looking to do and, and sure. directions you're going. So I said, you know what? Let's sell it and let's... I was living a mile and a half from the dealership. I'm like, I don't need an, I, I'm never using the M3 ever, you know, really anyways. Right. So a Fiat Abarth came into my mind. I bought the car. I had it for 29 days. Each day, I continually regretted my decision. And um, it, it, yeah. I, I mean, the only fun thing about that car was that my garage was a tandem back to back garage, like mm-hmm. super long. You can fly into that garage like 30 miles an hour, pull the e brake, and slide it sideways. And you're still in your garage. You're not hitting anything. Nice. So that was it. But no, never again. And I'm glad that's out. So out of the Fiat into a Mark 7 Volkswagen GTI? Yep. You know, I was having heat stroke because I needed to get rid of this thing. I was so embarrassed by it. I couldn't even park it at work. I parked it around the corner. Yeah. Um, so I got rid of it. I just scoured the internet. Loved the MK7 body style of the new GTI. I found a, a um, an MK7. I found a two-door, which I thought was cool. Almost all of them for sale out there were the the five doors essentially. Yeah. Um, this was the three door, so it's just two doors on the side, one in the rear. Sunroof delete, pretty base car. It was awesome. I really like that car. If I'm in the market now for another four cylinder turbo, I'm gonna look at an MK7. No nice. question. From that, back to an American muscle car, Mustang GT with the 5.0 Coyote motor, newer body style. 5.0 Coyote motor. It was ruby red metallic. Um, I love the way that car looked. I love the motor. I thought it was yeah. a great car and it was, I really enjoyed driving it. Um, did some stuff to it, had it lowered on some Vorsteiner wheels that I believe actually I bought it from a guy. I think they came off of his W204 C63. And, uh, so to have some super nice expensive German wheels on a yeah. Mustang, I, mean, I don't think many people do that. So yeah. I just, I, I did it and it looked great. Yeah. Awesome car to drive. To it. Two things on the Mustang. One, the Mustang community was something that was something the stigma that bugged me because every young kid in, in this world has a Mustang GT right. puts a straight pipe on it and is blasting it under tunnels, losing control. The second part, dude, the fuel economy was the worst I've ever had. I got like 11 to 12 miles per gallon on that car. Wow. It was bad. That's so thirsty. That's, yeah. It's thirsty. That so thing- I said, you know what? Nope. Okay. Next. So from that back to a truck into a Toyota Tacoma yeah. TRD off-road life changed. We, we had some more, uh, you know, we were getting more into road biking and mountain biking and having a truck in the family is awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I, I loved it because the use of it, throw stuff in the, in the bed. It's, uh, you can use it for a lot of stuff, put mountain bikes back there for moving, which we were can put stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Um, the Toyota Tacoma looked good, but a couple oversights, one of which the driver's seat doesn't go up and down. It, it oh, oscillates man. front and back and then reclines. But being 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I bought the truck side on scene. I went and picked it up, driving it home, and my hair and my head's hitting the ceiling. So it was it was brutal. So I had Jeez. to like really lean back. You had to, to gangster get, lean yeah, it. I did, yeah, I did. I <laughs> did. Um, but anyways, yeah. So they need to fix that. And the transmission on those trucks is so dated. Not the greatest. They've got to get away from the five and six speeds and get into something newer. Yeah. From that, 
back to a tuner car, 2019 Subaru WRX STI. Yep. Wanted to scratch that itch again. Um, I scoured the internet for World Rally Blue. That was the color that I wanted. Yeah. Um, I had it in the past. I wanted it. I was actually looking for another 2014 STI or WRX in the hatchback. Just couldn't find one. Or the prices have held their value so much that you might as well. Get I might as well one. just get a new one. Yeah. So uh, I found one actually up in a small mountain town in northern Arizona called Sholo. And uh, long story short, went up and bought it. Uh, I had to work at 12 o'clock that day. I left my house at four. It's a three-hour drive. Four a.m. Four a.m. Drove all the way up there. Traded in my truck. I was wearing my work clothes already. Drove all the way back. Damn. Got to my shift. So nice. Was a good car. Painted the wheels uh, BBS uh, gold, and I thought it looked really good. Oh yeah. So that was awesome. From there, opportunity came along to get into your now toy car as the 2000 Audi B5 S4. Yeah. So that's my fun. Uh, I'm kind of currently, I currently have two cars. So my main daily driver is a 2019 SQ5, which uh, is kind of their sport midsize Badass. SUV. Gr- it's Crossover probably the best SUV. daily, cons- um, arguably in my opinion. Yeah. And it is super comfortable, super modern. It's quick as heck. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy that car. So that's what we daily is, is a 19 SQ5. The fun little toy car, the weekend car for me now is a 2000 B5 S4. Nice. And I was so intrigued by those cars. Some of my buddies had them. And I didn't know really anything about that side of the Euro culture. Mm-hmm. Never had anything like it, especially back 20 True. years old, right? True. And it, I bought it here locally. It's a stage three car. The gentleman just moved from California, an older guy that bought it to do some half mile stuff and ended up purchasing an RS7 to do that with, which is like big money stuff there. Um, so I ended up picking it off of him. Done, you know, I've tried to. I'm a perfectionist, right? So I'm trying to do everything I can to make the car up to date, whether it's paint, whether it's um, modernizing the car, mm-hmm. doing maintenance and, and supporting mods and things like that. So we're, we, I think I just finished kind of like the, you know, um, version one for me on the car. I'm kind of going to continue to work on version two. So we'll talk about that as we get there of kind of what my plans are with the car and what I like to do as far as color and, and some, some mods and stuff for it. Nice. So over the years, have you had any like shifter carts or bikes that yeah. you want to talk yeah. about? I know you've had some, some toys that are kind of weekend only toys. No I, I street did. use. But... Um, I, I was in rightfully. So I had three Miatas. So cue your, your hairdresser jokes. You know, I should have my, my hair dryer here around us. Just yeah. have it on the table for reference, but had three Miatas. I had two NB Miatas, which was a 99 and a 2000. Uh, one was army green, like a matte army green. That was kind of a track car that we had that my dad and I were racing a lot and had a lot of fun doing that. Nice. Um, picked up another one from an old gentleman. I was 85 years old and just didn't need a car anymore. I found it in Sun City. And if anyone knows Arizona, Sun City is like... It's like the retirement home. It's the retirement home. Like a wrinkle the ranch. retirement home. Yeah. Right? So found it from this gentleman, uh, bought it. It was a, another green car. It was just like a forest green and that was something that my wife would drive on the weekends for fun, and uh, I would take the track days too. So nice. change the wheels and tires and go have some fun. Rip it around, um, yeah. And then also had a 1993 NA, which is the the flip up, the pop-up headlight car. It was red. It was a 1.6 liter, so a little bit smaller, um, but it was supercharged. And I, wow. I had all the plans in the world to build that car, mm-hmm. but just ended up not being the right platform for me. It just uh, 
it wasn't and to get someone like myself to fit in the Miata is is hard enough in general you're like bolting the seat to the floorboard yeah, I mean, you're, type you're of thing. putting like kirky seats and ultra shield aluminum seats yeah. directly to the floor you actually and sometimes cutting the floor to put it in there and oh um, wow which it's doable but to get yourself under the roll bar with your helmet and things like that yeah um but no i to this day i still think miatas are one of the best and cheapest way to go out and have some fun racing you learn a lot driving a miata a low horsepower car at 140 horsepower Mm-hmm. it's a momentum car right yeah so you've got to i think it's a great platform to learn how to go fast on a small car on a yeah. slow car um anyone can jump out there with a, a camaro zl1 would it be a lot of fun absolutely but i guarantee the guys that drive and learn how to drive on low horsepower momentum style cars you mess up a corner you have just lost so much time so right. i think that's if anyone's ever looking to get into track cars find yourself a miata find yourself a civic find yourself a low horsepower very easy, maintain, cheap car to drive and go drive it. Just get seat time. Just drive yeah. the car. Don't worry about power. Seat time and experience is the most important thing. There's too. nothing better than yeah. a new Camaro SS or a Mustang to look in the rearview mirror and see a little $5,000 Miata creeping up, creeping on, up them. on them. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll completely lose me in the, in the straightaway. I mean, I'm not, I'm non-existent to them, mm-hmm. but after turn six, seven, eight, nine, and they look back and see that little that little Miata behind him. I love right. that. I think that's just a cool thing. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but jumping in, yeah, I did do some some karting as well. Um, karting was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a totally different driving experience karting than than track day stuff. I can it, imagine. It's different. It's it's so direct. Every every motion, everything you're doing. And I, I think I'm I'm 31 years old. You know, it's it, it beat me up completely. But it was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. I just think for me, um, you can learn a lot karting. You can learn a lot at track days. Do whatever fits your budget and whatever you want to do and have some fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But uh, other than that, a couple motorcycles too. A couple of Ducatis here. Um, had a Yamaha FZ10. Had an FZ6, which was my first bike. But the FZ10 was the naked version of the R1, and it was a it was a monster. Um, I really enjoyed it. But bikes were fun. I've spent some time on two wheels, not only just growing up with dirt bikes, but mm-hmm. recently and just sticking with four wheels for now. Yeah, the so, safe stuff. You're yeah, married. Yeah, and yeah, priorities. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, we got that out of the way. We've made fun of me. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I don't think you've met anyone that's had more cars than, than I've had. No, not even close. I'm not really proud of it. And he's only 31. Right. <laughs> so, God bless. We'll see where this takes us. But let's jump into you. Okay. Um, you know, you're kind of on the other side of the spectrum. You're a little JDM boy at heart. Yeah. You're a little Honda fanboy. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in. Let's just kind of talk about some of your your cars that you're driving now. So started with a Honda Accord. Yeah. First car, you know, used Honda Accord back in high school. One of the most fun times I've ever had with a front wheel drive car with like 125 horsepower. Speaking of which. Was one night we go to In-N-Out Burger here on the West Coast. I hope you guys know what In-N-Out Burger is. By one night he means like a couple times a week, but that's okay. We would get the red trays. They give you your meals in, buy like French fries and a burger, leave with two trays. <laughs> the plastic trays, like go, we get at McDonald's yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Go to an abandoned, at that time, it was like 11 o'clock at night. No one's in front of the van's golf shop parking lot. Empty parking lot. So we throw the trays under the rear wheels, rip the e-brake. And I'm thinking at 16, 17 years old, like I got a drift car just flying around the parking lot incredibly fun (laughs) i mean we burned through those trays so much and we would just burn through a set go to mcdonald's buy a a sprite yeah and then go get some trays yeah um and 
I'll never forget that. That was so much fun. We just have you back on them, rip the e-brake and just yeah. go for it. And you're sliding around like on ice skates. Exactly. Um, yeah. But that was fun. And you've had a couple of Honda Accords. You went from that one to another one, right? A newer yeah. one? Yeah. So then in college, got a V6 coupe with a sunroof and leather. I thought I was like stepping up in life. Baller. You know, yeah. You'd floor it to get on the freeway and VTEC would kick in. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Fuel economy, man. Yeah. But it was, you know time and purpose we were in golf life back then and yep, honda were. was cheap reliable good on gas so that's what got me to and from all the courses so and you then, decided to go from complete in just transportation pretty much yeah to a kawasaki zx6r yeah so then i finally was able to save up some money and was looking to get something that would satisfy like the adrenaline rush itch i got to go a little faster this isn't cutting it um looking into tuner cars and stuff at that time, something nice was 20 grand. Right. You know, something nice and fast. I get a few friends that are riding these, you know, at the time was a CBR 600 RR, sport bikes. Yeah. a Kawasaki sport ZX6 or a 636. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, these are like blowing the cars away. Like any car, like Corvettes, Vipers, whatever, just, just twist the throttle and hold on. And I'm like, whoa, these are like 3,500 bucks, four grand. So boom, hopped on one of those. My friend hooked me up with a mechanic. We went out and looked at one, found a great ZX6, a 2004 on Craigslist here, bought it, did some, I mean, Arkapovich or Akapovic, however yep. you want to say. Akrapovich. Akrapovich yep. exhaust, um, power commander. And that thing was awesome. Back in, this was like the gas crisis in our day. So when gas was first, like 350 a gallon. Yeah. You'd throw you'd throw 10, 12 bucks in there and you're good. Good for a so long time. I was using that to commute to school and stuff and take it around on the freeways back when no one was driving out here. I feel like it's doubled in population uh, since like 2010, right. 2011, 12. So. so after the bike, you, you, you decided to go more luxury life and went from Honda to the Acura. Yeah. So you I had, had I had TSX. always had the the car i had never had like bike life only so the bike was always like a, a fun toy right. it wasn't main mode of transportation then um yeah moved on to a tsx and acura which was essentially a honda accord wrapped in a tuxedo right so <laughs> i felt like it was a little luxury car for me um then unfortunately in the tsx i got t-boned by a guy that ran a not ran but made an illegal left turn t-boned me which then recycled that into an Acura TL, okay. which I had done like a muffler delete, a K and an intake. It was like a little, you know, sounded good. At least I thought it right. was like a little performance sedan, but it's a good looking me, car. to me, I, it was fun. It was good looking. Yeah. And then, uh, from there, it wasn't that it was boring, but I wanted something fun again. Yeah. And this was more like an A to B commuter sedan. One of my friends came upon a WRX. He had bought and sold cars on uh, like Craigslist and stuff. Stumbled across this one and I was like, listen, what do you need? Do not post this tomorrow. Saw um, he had had a 2005 World Rally Blue Subaru WRX in mint condition. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to have this car. So that was what I bought um, as my toy car and kind of the weekend hobby. And have dove straight into that. I mean, give us a quick rundown of kind of what what the car's at and what you've done to it, and maybe some future plans just to give the viewers some yeah, idea of what you're. I mean, you're honestly, driving. the original plan I was gonna, you know, intake, exhaust, and tune it. 
just get it to breathe well, nothing crazy expensive, you know, replacing clutch, master slate cylinder, I blew the motor, so we're on motor number two, <laughs> typical Subi problem, I'm sure most of you guys can relate. And my philosophy is if it's broke, you're gonna buy it right or you're gonna buy it twice. Right. So I always buy the nicest kind of part or upgrade you possible. Put a built motor in that car, right? Yeah. So it's a Outfront Motorsports EJ257, what they consider like a grocery getter. It's not like dart and sleeved or R- yeah, yeah, crazy, sure. crazy closed deck build. But yeah, considerably better than stock. It's got a new GTX compressor wheel on a VF39 uh injector dynamics 1050 cc injectors bigger fuel pump and on ethanol it's like 330 to the wheel got it which is plenty in a little old drive car yeah i mean at this point i love it it's enough for me to cruise around would i like more power yeah do i want to buy more parts when i break shit no that's my world so (laughs) (laughs) stay where you're at so i'm kind of at that like you know, teeter point where I'm maxed out for the platform I have now. If I go any more with the power, I'm probably going to blow a transmission or yeah. axles or something. So I love that thing. Um, that's not my daily, daily, uh, because we live in Arizona for me, I feel it's necessary now that we have cars with cooled seats. So I have AC, which yeah. you don't have in the WRX. Right. So, so I've got, uh, 2015 Kia Optima that's like fully loaded. I love that car as far as like the little tiny yeah, luxuries. Well, I mean, listen, it gets you from A to B, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what you need. But no, that's that's fun. I mean, uh, it's fun to kind of give the viewers a little bit insight into the cars that you had, your background, your likes and dislikes about things. And then yeah. same for me too. So I've been all over the map. I mean, God, I've, I'm not proud of it by any means. But it's funny because you learn what you like, what mm-hmm. you don't like what sticks, what you want to, maybe that you don't know enough about that you want to learn and jump right in, right? We're in a position in life where we're allowed to do that and we can do that with, you know, um, with our money and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I am, there are so many cars that I want to have. And the other thing too, it's so cool is a lot of these cars that were in our era are now insanely affordable in the used market. Yes, Like when we were in our late teens and early twenties, the used market was kind of dog shit. It unless was. you were spending twenty grand. Yeah, I mean, you're. It's. It was Civics. It was just. There really yeah. wasn't anything. So the cars that when we were that age, that we looked up to and that were cool, are affordable for us now. As right. a not a, even as a daily driver, as a weekend car, right? Right. So it's it's fun to explore that and uh, and kind of just find what you like and what you don't. Definitely. So you're going to continue to build your car. I'm going to continue to do mine. Um, you're on phase two of yours. I'm just finished phase one. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Phase two is around the corner of just making it mine, doing what I want to do. And if I, right, you know, and you, you trial and error it, but no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we wanted to give you guys a little insight into um, where we come from, our, our, our good choices. And sometimes mistakes. bad, yeah. Yeah, um, no Fiatta Barth for anybody, please. I could tell you right, right. now, go buy a golf cart. Yeah. Um, but but nonetheless, so this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. We just wanted to uh, kind of chat a little bit, give you some insight into um, our history. Yeah. But there's many more cars to come. We'll do an episode of things that we want to purchase and, and reasons for it. But we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you're one of our YouTube followers, um, enjoy watching the videos. Please like and subscribe and 
and uh, comment on there and just kind of give us your feedback. If you're listening audio wise, we're available on a couple channels. We're on anchor. We're on uh, Google play. We're on Spotify, soon to be soon iTunes. To come iTunes. Um, we're on a lot of different platforms. So whether you're driving in the car or sitting at home in front of your computer, you can, you can watch at the pump, but uh, we wanted to thank you guys for listening and uh, tune in for some more. And we're going to keep cranking out some videos for, for fellow car guys. Yeah, guys, we- weekly content for enthusiasts by enthusiasts. Absolutely. So stick around for the show. Let's have some fun. Thanks.